You're listening to the Delay of Game podcast with your hosts, Matt and Wit. Hey everyone, it's another week of the Delay of Game pod. It's one of your hosts, Matt, and... And it's being Wit. I'm in a much better mood this week. Thank you all for caring. For those of you who did. I don't okay, know if it was many. all of them. All of them did. Everyone cared? It's uh, a stretch. Okay, you should have seen my DMs. Like, hey, are you okay? Do you need to talk to somebody? What's your size? Like, like it was a whole thing. It was, it was a whole a lot thing. Of dick pics, from what I know. Stop that. <laughs> 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 Don't do that. <laughs> we're, let's just be honest. We I'm not here for honesty. No, we're not here for honesty. <laughs> We're here for football, and because we had great matchups last week, that's what brings us today to talk about them, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It kind of went, some of the games went the way we expected. Uh, some of the games did not. Or at least not the way I hoped, because I don't know if we want to jump into which one, but like the, the Texans-Ravens, I did not let, my Texans did not succeed like I was hopeful for, but I probably should have picked the Ravens and then... Had that like backwards reverse curse sort of thing happen, right? I picked the it's, team. It's it's true, the Matt. Losers. The things you love are destined to fail. Mm-hmm. Stop supporting things that you want to <laughs> succeed. I hate the lions. It, it is that easy. Okay, I think that's a perfect place to start. Like first game of the of the weekend, that Texans Ravens game. Leading into it, we had some thoughts. I thought the Texans offense would hold up better. The defense Fair. for the Ravens have played really good all season. I was hopeful. No, no. The Ravens D took care of business. Okay, but in your defense, though, the game was really close. So I think it was like 14-14 or 14-17 going into the half. Like, it 10. wasn't a runaway. 10-10. There you go. They only yeah. scored 10, which is why that's important. <laughs> 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 Texas did not score any more points in the second half. Okay, I think this was one of those situations where the Texans, they got past the Browns and they were punching above their weight. There's a reason that the Ravens were the number one seed in the AFC. They showed it. They played like the number one seed. Uh, They played like a second half team, which is bad news for other teams (laughs) out there. It's true. Uh, It's true. So as a Texans, you got to be like as a fan, you got to love the season to get to the second round. You know, it's farther than that yeah. other Texas team made it. So you, I think there's a lot to be happy about. There's only one Texas team as far as we're all concerned. <laughs> there's Texas. only one. Okay. I think, okay, I know how this is going to sound. This is going to sound like I'm a hater. I am not a hater. But if you look at Lamar Jackson's performance, he he was dynamic in making sure that he kept plays alive. But as the quarterback, his day wasn't that great. He was like 150, like 16 for 22. Like he wasn't great, but his legs, like that is the great equalizer when it comes to his game. Dude had over 100 yards rushing. They're unleashing his running. We haven't seen as much. I mean, he still ran a good amount this season. And he passed for more than kind of he usually has. But the playoffs, they just kind of let him do his thing. Let him cook, right? (laughs) Yo, Um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like that was... That was a fun game to watch in the first half. In the second half, it just fell apart. He's very efficient in this offense. So he is still not dynamic as a passer. Their offense passing game is not great, but it's pretty good. It's efficient. His percentage, uh, completion percentage went up. His yards definitely went up this year. Mm-hmm. But he still only threw for like 3,800 yards. Nowadays, that's not much. That's pedestrian numbers. That's very average. average quarterback, right? And if you look at it, when you talk about like, oh, his weapons, the first name that jumps out to you is Isaiah Likely, the tight end. Like he loves working the tight end and there's nothing wrong with that. Like nothing wrong with that. But I just a tight end as well. I know you do, Matt. Okay. That's for other reasons, not related to football. (laughs) (laughs) I can't throw it more than three yards. Otherwise, (laughs) But yeah, like I just, I appreciate his game. I appreciate the way that the team has found a way to incorporate his style to maximize what they, uh, the efforts that they're getting out of these guys. I, I, I gotta say though, it still dumbfounds me how going into the season, he was practically a free agent. 
and he's about to become the unanimous MVP for the second time. It's crazy that no one went after him. I, I wanted my team to go after him. I was on board with doing that. The dude just wins. He's yes. efficient. He's kind of the opposite of Josh Allen in that he doesn't make his mistakes. He's not that gunslinger hero guy when there's because he just trusts his legs more, I guess. Because instead of throwing it, he pulls it and runs. You know what? You might be onto something there because the thing you always say about Josh Allen, he trusts his arm more than anything. I think you're right. Lamar Jackson, he trusts his legs. He can outrun everybody on that field. So I, I think you might be onto something there, man. He only needs a step. And he's shown to be very durable even when getting the ball 10 or rushing the ball 10 times a game. Well, before this season, he had two seasons prior where he was getting hurt. I think he learned this year, just not, don't take the hits. Just get down. Yeah, he's Preserve really your body. good at not getting hit, at least not kind of that Anthony Richardson or Josh Allen even lower your shoulder, plow you over. He's much yes. more like, I'm going to fall forward and then we'll just take momentum together. But the so, Ravens, efficient passing game, good running game, and the great defense oh, is yeah. going to be a problem, I think, for a lot of teams. Oh, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to our outlook for yeah. for this week's games, for sure. But I got to ask you, Matt, as a Texans fan, this is everything and more that you ever dreamed it could be in a season. What is it that you need to see moving forward, right? Like, is there anything that you feel that team can should be building on? I mean, just keep improving the defense. The offense okay. seems to be pretty legit. Just give more time for everyone to stick together. You have a lot of young weapons. Mm-hmm. Like most of that offense feels pretty young. Maybe keep working on the interior line. That's that would have been my my suggestion. Like look into solidifying the interior of our offensive line. You know, Damian Pierce. Yeah, Damian Pierce is a good running back, but you get a road grader, and there's a new element of your offense that opens up after that. Like I think that has to be the. The big, the only real takeaway, right? You can't put everything on CJ Stroud. Yeah, if you could get, I mean, a, a better line is just going to help him out anyway. If you can get more time to throw those balls to those young receivers who are developing with CJ Stroud, it's going to be Oof. awesome. I don't think they have as bad as the defense as I was expecting them to have. Like it's definitely played a lot better at times. But can you get that even better with some draft picks, maybe a player or two? You could have a real problem. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. But that was the one thing we were talking about going into the season. Lovey Smith had that defense playing well, right? D'Amico Ryans just continued that and then brought an offense with it. And what's his name? Mike Slowick? Yeah. The Slowick. Yeah, the OC? Yeah, he might leave, though. He's getting a lot of buzz. That Hey, listen, that dude is about to get a bag from somebody, and he earned every bit of it. Mm-hmm. So more power to them. I think overall, this was a game that the Ravens were going to win, were supposed to win, and they were already looking on to the conference championship game. It was clearly uh, one opponent just outmatching the other. Mm-hmm. And then they just... But kudos to like the Ravens for handling the business. Like It wasn't even close in that second half. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. They kind of let things linger in the first half. I assume Jim Harbaugh did that dance that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then got everyone fired up, and then boom. All right. Well, what are the hardballs? It, no, it's a, it was hardball. Yeah, yeah. I can. I so there's two of them. It's, I don't remember if it's Jim or John. So the next game of that day was Probably the Jim. two teams I despise the most in the <laughs> NFC: Packers and the 49ers. This I, was this game was way closer than we expected. I'm just going to interject. I laugh. But it's also kind of sad because Washington is not one of those top two like they should be. Yeah, you guys are divisional rivals. Like I should despise you guys more. I just don't. I get it though. One, of, oh, two of these teams have had your number in the playoffs for a minute. Oh, God damn it, man! First it was goddamn Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now it's Jordan Love and the Packers, and now I got to deal with Brock Purdy and his fucking Forty Niners. It doesn't matter. This was a closer game than hell i expected so much closer damn the packers seem to be building something for sure the beginning of the year i don't think anybody trusted them no no one they not at all expectations as well so they have to be pretty excited for next season and what jordan love seems to be showing 
here's watching that game. I think the Packers very easily could have won it, but the issue was they were settling for field goals in the red zone. That allowed the 49ers to stay in it. Brock Purdy was trying to give them the ball. They just dropped the picks. I, I saw two picks that were dropped. Like, and one of those I think was uh, Darnell Savage or Justin Owens. And that shit was a pick six. Like, he is still running. That's crazy. But so uh, should be evidence to get Rojo Barry. I don't know if he's been fired yet. Oh, he has most certainly been fired. Okay. Because that's going to make yes. a huge difference for that defense. They have some real talent on defense. I don't think that's the right guy in Joe Barry. But I don't know if you saw, but Jair Alexander just posted a goodbye message to Packers uh, fans. Cool. So. so I did not see that, but I think we kind of saw that he's probably he's going to test free agency. I know yeah. some of their other you know good or or good best players are getting older too, like Preston Smith. Or he's yeah, not even he's on there still, but he's aging. No, he is. There's you know some of their players are going to be gone, so there's going to be some changes, I'm sure. But they still played pretty well. I think they have some you know some talented players around. I think what will happen, and this is this is me, I guess, sort of hoping this happens, is the defense, they get a coordinator who doesn't match the players that they have. That scheme completely falls apart, and Jordan Love essentially is left to do what Aaron Rodgers had to do for his career. Just find a way to make it happen on your own. Hey, I mean, here Brandon Staley is available. That dude knows how to match <laughs> scheme the <to> talent. <laughs> Oh God! I better not laugh. I'll fuck around and he's getting hired by the Cowboys. Like I better not laugh. <laughs> let me stop. You can't do it. I cannot. But let me ask you this, Matt. Brock Purdy. I know how I felt about him. I've made it very clear how I feel about him after watching that game. Has your opinions on him changed, or have they stayed the same? Uh, after I don't know if this game changes anything. Like you okay. said, he should have two picks. He should have two pa- two picks and a loss. But I've never been willing to say he's a top five guy either, though. He's not the next elite quarterback. I want to see a lot more from him before I'm willing to commit to anything. I Mm -hmm. keep saying he's a scheme guy who's surrounded by talent. And then he's the thing he does best is make good decisions, typically. Right. Like we usually have seen pretty limited mistakes from Purdy. He's usually good at finding that open guy, which a lot of his, I think, is Shanahan coaching. I would agree with that. He has a great. QB whisperer as a head coach. I guess that's what you want, right? Like that's the idea. That's the perfect marriage when you envision building your team. Like I get it where he continues to grow. uh, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be one of those outside looking in from the elite, more like that top 10 to 15 range where it's kind of like Mm -hmm. it comes time to pay him. Do you really want to? Oh, it's going to be a hard question. He probably will. I cannot wait. But then he'll be like a Kirk Cousins. Everyone will be like, oh, I hate him. Because if you pay Brock Purdy $45 million, you're going to lose some people on that team. Oh, sir. By the time he's ready for uh, a paycheck or a pay increase, I mean, it's going to be closer to like 50, 55. That's for team-friendly quarterback deals, right? Like, oof. Oof. God damn. He's not setting the That market, is not going to be good. Unless he can win a Super Bowl. Then, then that happens. He's looking at like 60, 65. So I guess after, for me, watching this game and seeing how his season has, I guess, unfolded, Brock Purdy to me is exactly like you said. He is a really good fit for Shanahan's scheme. He doesn't have the huge arm. He doesn't wow you with as his athleticism. It's what's behind the ear or between the ears that's kind of set him apart from, let's say, Trey Lance, right? I think... Purdy has the ability to get the ball to these really good skilled players. And unfortunately, it's going to be something that is going to be around him forever. And when I say forever, like Shanahan has a way of making every player on his team work. So it doesn't matter who they bring in. He is going to work. He's a great coordinator. We saw him work with other people. You know, this scheme has worked with other quarterbacks who don't have all the best tools, right? Yes. So that's what we're seeing is a great scheme. He takes advantage of talent and guys are getting open. So I said, Kirk Cousins, I feel like it's a great comp. Like, I don't think Shanahan had Kirk, right? For a minute there. He had him, yeah. but he didn't keep him. Yeah. He so, had him, but he didn't keep him. Well, yeah. But I think at that point, it was also a Jay Gruden show and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, but he <laughs> oh, made it work. God. And that's the sort of, you know, 
it's between the ears. Can you make those right decisions and find those open guys? Are you forcing? Are you get the type that force multiplies, throws people open? I don't know about mm-hmm. that. But he had a strong, really strong season. But it's just that efficiency that he does. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So there was. I want to talk about the other quarterback in this game, and that's Jordan Love. And Jordan Love is almost the antithesis to uh, to Brock Purdy. He has got all the athleticism. Can make every throw can make it from every angle a beautiful ball damn right it's just the decision making sometimes and it showed itself on that last throw where he's rolling to the right and he throws all the way to the other side of the field you can't do that like you're in a position where all you have to do is drive to get a field goal you don't even have to score you could get a field goal to go in overtime you just have to have situational awareness and that killed them in this game. Threw it into basically triple coverage. Triple coverage. Across the field. That's trusting your arm too much. Another you know, issue. But we saw that his arm pops off the TV. Like You can watch it. Oh, you can see yeah. it's evident. And we had the questions about decision making uh, coming into the season. I think he's shown a lot. Like He has shown a ton of progress. He definitely has a higher ceiling than Brock Purdy. Can he get yes. there? It's going to take a little bit of time, but... I could be like a Josh Allen, right? Josh Allen had all the physical tools, took him some time to improve his decision making. Well, he I think no plays hero ball. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> but that's also yes. what we just saw from Love. But the problem I think in I guess in your analogy there is Josh Allen was still on the rookie deal when he was trying to figure it out. Jordan Love is about to get paid because it was only a one year extension. So they're about to have to make a decision on this dude. Like this soft season, most they're likely. doing it this year. They can put the cap, the not the cap, the franchise tag, but that's a ton of money, right? That's a ton of money. And then you're setting yourself up for another franchise tag, which is a ton of money, all fully guaranteed. <clears throat> and you know, if he goes to free agency, someone's going to pay him a bunch of money based on what they've seen this year. Absolutely. So, absolutely, you're in a tough spot. You're right because they didn't play him earlier, they didn't get as much time to let him grow. Exactly. I think that. That's the thing that is going to uh, not hold him back, but that's one of the the questions that they're going to have when it comes time for contract season. We've only seen you one year as the starter. Yeah, you got us into the divisional round, but you also lost us the game. And that's not fair to say. The kicker lost them that game. Like kicker easily makes that, what was it, like a 35-yarder, 40-yarder, and the game is tied. Now, I don't know if they would have won the game, but... you're talking about a different conversation at that point. I just, I, I don't envy what the decisions that that organization is going to have to make. It's tough because I know they did this with Rogers. They let him sit, but he had a better coming out party, right? He had a better yes. first season where it was evident. This guy's going to be ridiculously good. So also the QB contracts weren't nearly as gross. I know the top yes. tier money was still a good percentage of the cap, but it wasn't the same marketplace. As it was, I was gonna say, I think that is, I would say that's the difference between uh, the Rogers transition and this Jordan Love transition. It's the quarterback money. You're like, committing what a hundred million guaranteed if you resign Love. Plus, I mean, there's more money on the table, but that's at least guaranteed money, I imagine. I don't, I don't think it's, it, I don't think it's that low. I think they have to go like one twenty. So that's that's a lot to put on the table for a guy who had one solid season. Yeah. And there were some ups and downs still. So it's the rookie deals are so good. It's hard not to argue just that you should just be drafting a new rookie quarterback until you get the guy who's just ridiculously good where you invest the money. Like CJ Stroud, we all know is going to be worth the money in four years. Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. What I saw from Jordan Love the last eight games of the season. Pretty good. I have a hard time saying he's not worth the money. So, yeah. But there's going to be more film. But, of course... People had film from last year and they had time to adjust. And it seemed, I believe in him enough. I would, I think I would extend him from what I've seen. Okay. And just also the shit show that is drafting quarterbacks. It is. It's a fucking crapshoot either way. All right. So those were the two games on Saturday. Those were good games, but the best games were saved for Sunday, Matt. Like, let's start off with your. One of your favorite teams. Let's go. <laughs> One of your favorite teams in the Detroit Lions going up against the Bucks. You called the Lions to win. Actually, I think I also called them to win. But this is a team that you've been trying to ride with. Been, so yeah, I, I threw it. I threw out 
Just like a whole bunch of bets, right? Or a bunch of <laughs> I'm hopeful one of them persistence. The Lions so far have been good. I'm just happy for them, man. Like, they get their second playoff win. In again, it's been forever. It's just a thirty years. A good, feel, good story. Even if you hate the Lions, unless you're just, you know, I guess they're division rival. It's hard not to be rooting for these guys. Right Agreed. Now. Agreed. If anything, it's hard to root against Dan Campbell. Yep. The grit that he's like imposed on this team, and the way that they built this team, like that's great. And then, what a hell of a story for Jared Goff, right? Like. Everyone assumed he got traded just to be a bridge for the guy that they're going to draft. But he just comes there, he cements himself as the starter, and all he does is build a winning culture with uh, with Dan Campbell. Like, th- this is a great story. Yeah, when he got signed, we were like, oh yeah, you're going to throw Goff to the Wolves and let him get beat down while then they solidify the line and then get a new guy? No, he proved everyone wrong. You uh, know, that's all they've been I, doing? I got to ask this, Matt. Okay, we talk a lot of shit about running backs. Can can we say or eat a little bit of crow here and say that a first round running back in Jamar Gibbs appears to be a guy. He appears to be a dude. The ball gets in his hands and it just looks different. He is definitely a phenomenal player. Whether or not he's worth the 15 or 16, I can't remember exactly where they drafted him. I still don't like that. If he was a second round pick, then this dude's an A+. Oh, Matt. I really? am that picky on getting the value. But they've also used David Montgomery a fuck ton this entire a ton. season. If he was getting 30 touches a game, then that, soup, that completely justifies it. But they haven't oh. done that. And I, from what we saw last year, they weren't going to, which is also part of the reason why I got so pissy about it. I mean, if anything, oh. it's certainly better than the Falcons using. Um, what, the fourth or fifth? No, the 10th? Bijan Robinson. 10th pick on, on Bijan Robinson, who was also a dude. They're just not using him enough. But oh, man. No, the, okay, the so Gibbs is, I've seen a guy. I, I'm just saying, I've seen both of those guys. Bijan Robinson is a good, good running back. But there is something about the way Jamar, Jamar Gibbs looks when the ball is in his hands. Like, it looks different. He has like a, a fourth, fifth, sixth gear. Like, he just. Yeah. He looks faster than everyone else, right? Like Dude, he's moving the, quicker. Like he's the was it silver? Um, the guy who's real fast. Quicksilver. Quicksilver. I knew it was silver. <laughs> I'm not a nerd like somebody. You're over here crossing the streams, Matt. Okay, <laughs> you're going into comic book territory, into football territory, just slipping in and out like a thief in the night. Yeah, but he's. You're right. He's a different level. So he definitely brings a lot to this team. They hit both on him and Sam Laporta. Oh yeah. Both kind of Absolutely. underrated. At least, you know, I'm not a huge fan of taking either of those positions early. I know Laporte is a second rounder, so I'm a lot more forgiving. Yes. But, and I think you're absolutely right right there. Like getting Laporta in the second round and then the production, that huge. makes the pick even better. The value was there, but the production knocks it out of the park. No, they're both essentially at this point, if you're regrading the draft, they're A pluses. Now, running backs, you know, are you going to want to pay them? 15 million, 20 million dollars in four years. That's what kind of really sucks about it. But enough about the cap stuff. That'll be off season. Fair they enough. are playing really good on both sides of the ball right now. We saw the Buccaneers essentially be the Bucks. Yeah. They still uh, have you know a ton of yards. Yes. And Baker Mayfield made a couple of mistakes. And that was a huge key part of this game. But I, I will say this going into the season, like we all just wrote off the Bucks and Baker Mayfield. But holy shit, man, like the fact that they made it to the divisional round, they knocked off the runners up from last year's Super Bowl and the Eagles, like they did more than you ever expected. And I gotta say, I- I'm kind of excited for what this team could be. They've showed a ton. Baker Mayfield, he's another like goth. We everyone wrote yeah. him off going to the Bucks. They kind of thought there would be an actual QB competition. No. No, he's ran away all. with it, and as we've seen him get more comfortable, his yards and production have just gone up and up over time. Now, I think that there's going to be, uh, I guess, not a drop off, but there's going to be a reshuffling in the off season when it comes to the whole Mike Evans situation. But that doesn't take away from what the hell they did this season. Like they played a great game, they played a close game. I did have questions about the clock management at the end, though. Like they were still within a score. And I want to say there was like 
a minute left and they still had a timeout. And instead of calling the timeout and making the uh, the Lions punt them the ball with like 40 seconds left, they just let them get into victory formation and just let, let them run down the clock. Like, I didn't understand that. Makes no sense. Clock management apparently is much harder when you're on the field than <laughs> what it seems like to be when you're watching TV. Because we've seen a couple teams have questionable clock management recently. I just, I, it should not be that hard though. Doesn't seem like it should be. But I guess when like, it's in the moment and you're trying to make the right decision, I don't, I don't know how you don't take a time out there. Okay, here's my thing. You've got your analytics team. You've got your strength and conditioning coach. You've got your assistants. I need a clock management assistant. Hire a guy strictly to watch the play clock and the game clock. Are they synced up? How close are they? Do I have a timeout? Do I not have a timeout? How many challenges have I used? Like, There should be someone on every staff that is your sole duty. Watch the clock. Manage the clock. And tell us what to do. Because there's teams that waste timeouts when they shouldn't. There's teams that aren't using them. And they're burning 40 seconds. And it makes no sense. Exactly. You control the ball, the clock a lot more when you're on offense than when you're on defense. So exactly. getting the ball is incredibly important, even if it means using some timeouts. I don't know. But I, I just that that just I, I couldn't understand it. Like the ending of that game was kind of left me downfounded. But again, great win for the Detroit Lions for the city of Detroit. They're going to a fucking NFC championship game. Like what? That's insane for them. Can I just say real quick, Mike Evans has to be like the best underappreciated receiver this year. The dude is uh, not just, just this year. Ridiculous. I mean, he got a little bit more attention with uh, Brady there. I'll give you that. Yeah. But 10 1,000 yard seasons in a row. Dude, name me the quarterback that was there before Tom Brady. Uh, Jameis Winston. 1,000 yards each year. Yeah. A bunch of just. People I can't always think of. And yeah, F- Ryan Fitzpatrick. Thousand yard year in, year out. It's all that dude does. He had 150 or 147 yards and a touchdown. Damn. Ridiculously good. Even though he's, you know, on the wrong side of 30, it's still just impressive what this guy's able to do. I don't I would see concur. the wall, you know, coming over the cliff anytime soon. He's still probably got yeah. a couple of years left. I don't know, man. What is he, like 31, 32, something like that? So I would have real questions about like the drop-off. I don't think he's equipped to be a number one going to another team. But if he can be like 1A, 1B, absolutely. Well, like, everyone like thought so. Charles Godwin was going to kind of step into that 1A. And I don't think he ever was able to because mm. Mike Evans just kind of fended him off. So I'm just throwing That's out fair. some Mike Evans love. That dude's ridiculous. Okay. All right, I will give you that. Mike Evans, wildly underrated. If you're listening, uh, just know that I'm the one who brought it up. I respect your game a lot. Yeah, Mike Evans, if you're listening, Matt will also give you a hand job. So, <laughs> hey, that there gives you go. Me some box seats. The dude had one of his best seasons ever in his career at 30 with Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. Pretty fucking guessed. impressive. Like, this is the same Baker Mayfield that had OBJ and Jarvis Landry who were semi in their primes and wasn't able to do anything. So, more power to him. Okay. Fair I enough. I believe a lot of it was Mike Evans. All right. So, then that brings us to the last game of Sunday, Matt. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I, I was so close to calling this right. I picked the Bills. I was so close. So, so very close. Unfortunately, though, Mahomes shows up yet again and plays a great game. And his receivers, I think, have stepped up in the playoffs. We're seeing far fewer, at least big, mistakes from them. That's fair. Like the game-changing mistakes. Yeah. I assume Kadarius Tony was just in a different country. That dude is not. Right under the bus. on the payroll, but he ain't on the team. (laughs) 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 I hate. Dude, you stay home. Okay, don't don't even touch this facility. Don't bring that energy here. But this was a game where they didn't necessarily ask a ton from Mahomes. It was much more, I think, about that running game stepping up and then the defense playing well. Which is crazy because the uh, the Buffalo Bills have a really good rush defense, and Isaiah Pacheco he was able to carve them up. 
Like he had strong, effective runs. And that's exactly what you need in that type of environment. Yeah. In the bitter cold up in Buffalo, you want a guy who averaged six and a half yards a carry. Every two runs, first down. That's if you run for six and a half on first down, you're feeling great for second and third down. That's crazy. Like, I, I'll say this: I think that that game was was the perfect Andy Reid type of game, where Andy Reid knows what it takes to win. He's not here to pad stats. He's not here to make it look pretty. He knows what your team needs to do to win, and he leans on it. And that's exactly what he did here. So this is like, another one. Perfect. I guess it wasn't bad clock management, but another opportunity for the team had the ball last Ugh. with two minutes left driving down the field and then two bad Josh Allen decisions later. I, they kick along field goal and miss. Right, okay. Right so Sorry, well, yeah, that, that's some trauma for your ass right there. <laughs> so, okay. I, I don't think I would have a problem with the Josh Allen decisions if he would have hit uh, Stefan Diggs on that deep uh, nine route. Like, it just went through Stefan Diggs, like, just went through his arms. That's fair. I mean, like, the if guys were open. Like, there was opportunities there. Like, the one that I saw was the one right after the two-minute play. And he threw it to someone, I can't remember who exactly was, in the end zone. Oh, uh, Sheriff, I think his name is. But he had a step on him. Like, the, the throw was there. He just missed. He just missed him. So he had the was... for a touchdown, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the one where Diggs is open on the drag Diggs route. Is open on the flat for the, it looked like an easy first down. What I oh. kind of hate about that one though is, did you really want to give Mahomes like a minute and fifty? Exactly. With a, a touchdown, to, like you have to get the touchdown to win. Exactly. That's why I didn't there. understand the the attack the end zone. Yeah. Like you've seen that movie enough about. times. Yeah. No. Drive down the field and hopefully kick a field goal or touchdown as time's expiring. Give him almost exactly. no time at all. Do what the Colts did, but do it better. (laughs) 100%. Just, unfortunately, Mahomes is one of those guys. It doesn't matter if there's 40 seconds, 30 seconds, one timeout, no timeouts. He's always going to have an opportunity. Like, don't give him that. I mean, the one thing you have is this year, his receivers might drop those opportunities. But this that's exactly that's what would have made more sense. You want to limit that time as much as humanly possible. So to score with a minute 50 seemed ridiculous so you should have taken should have been thinking drag route all day just to run the clock exactly you get the first down you stay in bounds keep going keep going like huh i don't know how they didn't just yell that into him before but i guess you just see you see touchdown oh i see touchdown with throw touchdown oh he's there he's there like i, mean, I get I, this goes back to do it but this goes back to situational awareness yeah right it's and I don't know how much of that was hero Josh Allen ball or how much of that was go win this game, right? Like yeah, the immediate the reaction is called, like, right? exactly. Like the immediate reaction is there's the guy I'm going to win this game as opposed to, yes, he's there, but the drag rats there. I get the first down. I, I burn more clock. Well, it's like the like, running backs who are smart enough when they have an open field to take the dive before they get to the end zone. Exactly. Burn the clock, even though the touchdown would theoretically win them the game. But then you have to go play defense. You have to hope for the best. Exactly. Exactly. And all I'm saying, and this was one of those games where you you knew Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, I don't think they've had a bad matchup in their mm-hmm. careers. So this you knew this was going to be a good game. I just, I hate the way it ended for Buffalo. I just, I really do. It felt like they were the team of, not destiny, but to rip off six straight wins, get the number two seed, get home field advantage like it felt like the team of destiny and it and it sucks for them well how often have we seen the team that gets hottest those last like six weeks before the playoffs yep. run the table they felt like that team yep. that's why we both predicted them to beat the chiefs it felt like it was finally their time to get over that hump it did it did and then huh, i know a thing or two about special teams pissing you off so i get it i understand that pain very well but I think Bills fans know it more better than any of us, Matt. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. Not to Ugh. get even closer, but it's Josh Bass, that's the one he makes 99% of the time. Yes. Like to miss that one. 44. Nowadays, 44 is automatic for good kickers. Oh. Brutal. Now, this is a little premature, but you'll probably agree. I was just thinking yeah. about Andy Reid. And that, mm-hmm. that dude is just ridiculously good at coaching football. 
Yes. I feel like at this point he's done enough, even if he doesn't win, get to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl and doesn't win this year, to have, what, four years to the AFC Championship now? Uh, no, this is five, five years. Two yes. Super Bowls, multiple NFC Championships. This guy, in my mind, has got to be the number two coach of the millennium. Obviously, Bill Belichick's number one with all his rings. Agreed. Agreed. And I think you might be honest something. I think Andy Reid has to be easily one of the best coaches in the last 30 years. He's got to be. Yeah. He's put his name up there. He's a Hall of Fame head coach. And he's one of like the very best that we've seen in a long time. I just love that the Eagles let him walk before he got them a Super Bowl. Huh. It makes me really uh, happy. Imagine if the Eagles had drafted Mahomes with like Reed there and be like, hey, let's draft Mahomes. Matt, don't do not. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. My stomach just turned. Like, oh, yeah. So fuck, I just was thinking fuck like, all that. This is just gross. The number of times he's been to a championship game. This is like nine for his career. That's nuts. He oh, that's the two nuts. Super Bowls, which is still a lot, but you kind of would think maybe a little bit more with nine championship games. But Damn. He's ridiculously good. Him, Tomlin. I was kind of curious. We can maybe even move on a little bit from the game. Uh, yeah. Tomlin, which his two rings, or um, crap. I know his freaking name. He just retired from Seattle. <laughs> oh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. I feel like they're yeah. up there for like that next spot for this millennium's head coach. Uh, you think Carol? He only has the one ring. They've been really good for a really long time. His win record has to be pretty phenomenal. Uh, okay, I maybe maybe. I know, we'll I'm putting you on the spot, but I don't know. I don't know. So, all right. Well, then I think that was a perfect segue into like the headlines from this past week, kind of going into next week. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to start off with. A great hiring uh, decision in the uh, the Oakland, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders got Antonio Pierce, and then they got the GM from the Chargers, Tom Telesco. I think that's a great pairing. I'm real like happy with it. We, at least I know, I'm pretty sure we talked. We were pushing. I think he, Antonio Pierce, did enough to keep that job. Exactly. Exactly. And Raiders bucked the trend of letting interim head coaches go. And, you know, I'm glad yes. to see that. I think he earned it. The guys responded. So let's go see what he can do. So with that being said, I think the I think that was a great hire. There's a lot of unknowns right now, a lot of speculations for some of these other positions. Now, I did see that oh god, who was it? The guy for the Titans. He just got hired. Uh I know it's not Brian Johnson. Brian Callahan, that's who it is. He just got the Titans position. Okay. He was uh yeah, I want to say he was the offensive coordinator for the, oh, oh, the, Bengals. the Bears. Bengals, Bengals. The Bengals, that's who it was. Yes. So let me ask you this. Going to the Titans with Will Levis, you're not sure who you've got at receiver. Derrick Henry's about to be gone. What what do you make of that hire? They're drafting a quarterback early. You think I'm so? I'm guessing they are. I don't know if Will Levis, like he's a second uh, a second round pick, right? Second round pick. This is he's a rookie. This was his first year. I don't know. I mean, there did he do enough? He didn't do a ton. Like he had that com- one really good game that everyone harps on. So I would say this. Like, think about it the way Joe Burrow came in. Joe Burrow didn't come in. Yeah, he came in as the number one pick, but he wasn't blowing the tits off the place. He did not. Right? Brian Callahan worked with him, molded him, and they were able to create this dynamic offense now it helps that you had jamar chase t higgins tyler boyd (laughs) like it helped quite a bit but i think he could be the guy for this team i mean he's done good with joe burrow but i think joe burrow came into the league with a lot more going for him than will levis that's the reason why he went number one and he did like he showed a lot of promise he got hurt a lot because the Bengals had no o-line but he still when he was playing he looked pretty good I'll give you that. So I, I know Will that, Levis yeah. certainly has the tools. Like he has the arm to do yes. anything. It's just, can you coach him up? And I'm guessing they're assuming, well, he's coached up Joey B. So he should be able to do that with Will Levis. I don't know. Okay. I almost would say like, let's get, let him pick a quarterback, but it very well Ooh. could be the, the organization likes what they saw, but they didn't seem quick 
to go to Will Levis, right? Like that's they took true. their time. So they, I don't know. Like he didn't blow yeah. them away initially. So I don't know. I don't know how sold they are. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm gonna move on to some of the the speculations. Sure. How do you feel about Brian uh, Bill Belichick going to Atlanta? I don't. I don't particularly like it. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's past. You know, Bill Belichick. The game is passed him by a little bit. Yeah. You know, we don't love him as a player or talent um, evaluator. Evaluator. There you go. Uh, I still think he's a good coach. But he's done a really bad job at picking coordinators. Okay, I think your your synopsis is pretty spot on. Like that's a bullseye. The game feels like it's passed him by. He hasn't shown he knows what to do with talent outside of Tom Brady. So you're about to give him what four top ten picks? I'm sorry, three top ten picks in Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and you're expecting him to what revolutionize or completely change his coaching style like i just don't see it i mean brock bowers and cal pitts together man you can make that work <laughs> yeah with desmond ritter <laughs> <laughs> that's true does not have tom brady leading that offense it's a little bit different uh, so i don't like it i'm not a huge fan it seems surprising to me that somebody was like oh i want to go get bill belichick now that things have kind of faded uh, yeah star faded with the patriots but i guess you're hoping that oh it was just Mac Jones, but he picked Mac Jones, didn't he? He did. He and did. They had multiple okay. people trying to make that happen, and they couldn't figure it out. So uh, I don't have a lot of a lot of expectation there. Okay, fair enough. I got another speculation that's that's coming oh, out. We kind of talked about this okay. one briefly Probably. last week. Uh, Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers with Justin Herbert. How do you feel about that? That one I think I like a lot more. Yeah. Harbaugh has been a good coach wherever he's been. True. He seems to have some drama around him. but Wherever he's been. Wherever yes. he's been. But I still think there's a lot of talent there. Probably can get a lot out of Justin Herbert. So, I mean, he did pretty okay. good. Like, you can't say he did bad with the 49ers. They did pretty damn well last time he was okay. here. So, I would expect that that's a pretty good hiring. I think so. Now, a lot of it, in my mind, too, depends on who he picks as coordinators. We've seen that hugely influence coaching, like, you know, those hirings and how things work out. So I haven't seen who he's picked or who he's bringing. I'm assuming he's bringing his guys from Michigan, though. I would assume. Yeah. I would then imagine it's probably just fine. Okay. So then I'm going to list off the, uh, the remaining openings for head coach, and I want you to tell me the most attractive ones. Keep your bias at home. <laughs> okay. Carolina Panthers, you've got the Los Angeles Chargers, which we just talked about, but then you've got the Atlanta Falcons, which we just talked about, uh, the Commanders, mm-hmm. and Seattle. Which of the those are the most attractive to you? Seattle. I mean, basically, then we're kind of limiting to Seattle and Washington, if the rumors are correct. Well, I mean, the Chargers feels like a great team to be a part of. Like, if I was a head coach, if you have a young mm-hmm. quarterback, that's half your battle. It is. Plus, they have some receivers. They have people on defense that I still believe in, despite Brandon Staley <laughs> trying to prove otherwise. <laughs> so if you can get them back into like a 4-3, let them play their normal positions, I think mm-hmm. you can make some changes with that defense. I like them. I think okay. the commanders are great if you know it's going to be a rebuild. Like if you're thinking, hey, this is probably going to be two or three years, kind of like a Lions thing, you know. Maybe for a Lions offensive coordinator who just been through it. Okay. Now, I will say this. I don't think the commanders are in a rebuild. I don't think they need to be in a rebuild. I mean, I, I think you've got for you the to tools. Right. I think you have all the tools. You just didn't have leadership. Oh, they definitely like, did not. Like, it's hard for me to say that you're a team that's looking to rebuild when you have two studs at wide receiver. You clearly have a good running back at Brian Johnson. And I still don't think Howell was the entire problem. For a, a while there, he was leading the league in touchdowns and passes. Like, I I think there was an issue with the leadership. And if you can fix that, you don't need to rebuild. I think the commanders are probably the most attractive to me. There's a lot going for them that we've talked about for sure. High draft picks, lots of cap room, some solid pieces, I think, on offense and defense. Can you yeah. maximize those? 
that's going to be the that... goal as a head coach. But I think any head coach thinks that's what they can do. Okay. So all right. Fair I enough. definitely feel like they have a good. But you say they're not. I mean, I don't want to get down on my commanders. They are playing in a team with two, what, 12 or, sorry, not 12, because I don't think the Eagles got there. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> two 11-plus win teams in the division. That That's makes true. it tough. That is very true. That makes it real hard. Now, the Eagles might not be an 11-wins team next year, so there might be a little bit of space to get some wins there. Um, but I'm hopeful. Like, you know, I think if they, if they nail the head coach, nail the draft, they could be back quick, but that's easier said than done. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I think those were kind of all the headlines that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, Anything stopping us from moving into the games for this week? Let's get to it. We have some phenomenal matchups. First of the number one, first of the number three seeds in both the AFC and the NFC. That's true. Okay. So then why don't we start with the first game? I believe that would be the Chiefs game. No, Chiefs. Yes, no, the Chiefs, Chiefs Ravens, Ravens game. At 3, 3 o'clock. Sunday Two heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is generational talent. Generational matchup. talent. Can Lamar finally get to a Super Bowl? Mm. He's gone to the playoffs a bunch every single season. That's kind of his one knock, right? Is that he hasn't gotten deep into the playoffs, hasn't gotten a Super Bowl. There yet. you go. That team, I don't know, it looks too good to me right now. They are playing great on offense and defense. I think they're going to be too much for the Chiefs to handle. I think it's going okay. to be a battle. Like, it's going to be hard fought for both of them. I'm going to give it to the Ravens. Fair enough. Okay. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Fair. I think the Chiefs' defense is the great equalizer here. Ah, that that Chiefs' defense has been playing so well. Like, I can see a scenario where they've got a guy like Nick Bolton spying uh, Lamar Jackson all game. Like, I really like the Ravens, but I have a hard time saying that they, they're going to be able to pull this out, especially against that that aggressive Chiefs defense. Bolton does. He's a like a sea ball hit ball. Like, yes. He's a downhill, just going to smack you in the mouth. Um, so he, he brings a lot to that. I don't know, because they manhandled a lot of the corner. Like, their cornerbacks play physical. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the... Like, you know, the Ravens ride receivers, since they don't do as much, it's going to be a lot of the tight end. And so are you going to have Bolton try to cover a tight end? Are you going to have to, like, drop a safety down to cover? Likely, you know, I think there's Mm. some things you can do to maybe get him out of position and then get people, let Lamar get open. But I think they also show, like, Lamar might get 15-plus runs. It might be a lot of that triple option and asking the defense to see where did the ball go. And then play off of that, and then maybe some RPO action off of it. So I think they're going to really test the Chiefs' defense, but they have been playing phenomenal. All right. Okay, and then that that would bring us to our NFC game, uh, NFC championship game between the Chiefs. I'm sorry, not the Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) Against the Lions and the 49ers. Another great matchup. I don't know. I just thought about the Chiefs-Ravens first. I'm going to throw about to you. Okay. Um, Oh, God, this pains me. I think it's going to be the 49ers. As much as I would love to see the Lions win, I think it's the 49ers. But it's close. You're probably right. Oh, I, I hate that too. The, Ra- yeah. the 49ers are just, I mean, everyone's always said it. They're playing good on both offense and defense. Purdy typically is not making those mistakes. I don't know if the Lions defense is good enough to force them. Exactly. Which, That's really what the difference was. It's going to be probably a good offensive game, more so than, say, the Ravens-Chiefs. I think Ravens-Chiefs stays real low. But I could see the oh, Lions I could see that. 49ers scoring more. But the Lions might yeah. run heavy. Like This might be a game where they run a ton to try to keep the, the 49ers off the field. Well, not only that, but the best way to neutralize like that pass rush from the 49ers, you run the fucking ball. Just run the ball at them. 20 times with <laughs> yeah like i can see i can see a world where they try to do that hell even try to get that screen game going with jameer gibbs we just talked about how dynamic he is with the ball in his hands i think they make a game out of it this is one of those games where it's like a 35 30 victory for the 49ers That's what it feels like oh yeah do i pick the lines because i want them to win do i just pick the 49ers because i'm hopeful that i'll be wrong 
<laughs> like the matchup if you look at them the 49ers are just better kind of in on paper in the whole situation right like they have a little mm-hmm. bit better quarterback because Purdy's playing a little bit better than Goff it's actually not as huge of a difference as I would think normally like mm-hmm. the 49ers have a ton of weapons at receiver Whew. and Lions Debo's have, supposed to be back so I'm on Ross St. Brown though like Christian McCaffrey Ooh. for Shamir Gibbs. You have to give Christian McCaffrey the edge just a little bit. Like all these edges go to the 49ers. Yeah. I and agree. They both have great coaching, so it's it's brutal. This one is a really tough one, which is why I'm rambling a bunch. But fuck it. I'm gonna go with the Lions. Goddamn right, Matt. Go down with the ship, buddy. Man. I like it. I'm going <laughs> I like down it with all the other ones. So. Okay. So <laughs> start now. So you and I, we went on opposite ends both games there this week. It's, it's more fun for the listeners, right? Because then they'll be like, oh, Matt's clearly the one who's correct. If I'm doing yeah, a two-game parlay, smart money. I, I would not go that far, listeners. Do not do that. <laughs> Matt has already told you, okay? He picks teams he expects to lose. So, so please, guys, <laughs> take this into consideration. This segment has been sponsored by DraftKings. Give them your money. <laughs> They have a two-game parlay right now where you can add blah, 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 blah. Like, there you go. <laughs> Problem solved, guys. Just feel free to, to just give them 100 bucks on those two that I just picked. You will not see your money back. So, There you go. Make sure you're spending expendable cash, disposable cash, guys. Don't put your mortgage on there. No. I mean, if you prefer, send it to me, and then I'll <laughs> safeguard it for you. It'll be like you lost your money to a bet anyway. Yeah. Problem solved. Oh, all right. Well, guys, this has been another really fun episode, and we've got championship football this week, Matt. I'm ready, buddy. The playoffs have been pretty damn great so far. I think this week is going to live up to just kind of what we've been saying, which is phenomenal football, and I love it. Let's go. Oh, I can't wait. I can't believe the season's almost over, though. Now, that does make me sad. Let's not talk about that yet. I'm not okay. ready to get Fuck plunged that. back We're into that darkness. We're not going to live in the future. We're living in the present we have football Goddamn still. right. Everything is good in the world. There you the go, my guy. Guys, in it. it's been fun. Be good. Till next week. Bye.